We don't have to um, like start talking talking now, but I just thought I'd hit it just in case we begin talking about relevant things. Oh, let's let's just do it. Yeah, cool. So, Laura, my love, what's yes. been what's been growing mm. on? Oh, first of all, <laughs> we have to do the oh, yeah. welcome to the show. I forgot. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> you do it. All right, I'll do it. I forget what our podcast is called. Give me a second. <laughs> Welcome to Foul Play, small farm chats with me, Jackie, and my dear friend, Laura. Hello so. and welcome. <laughs> welcome to uh, our, our listeners and my chickens, which have been a pain in the butt, and I believe your ducks. Yay. Yeah. We are now a fully poultried podcast yeah. with all of our all of our um, attendees. Now we're ready. We're fully stocked. Yeah, we have eggs in the baskets. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, and I um, yeah. So I I'll look. Yeah. Got a bit of a. I feel we'll have opposite updates this time because you're. In a growing fabulous phase, and my chickens are being absolute pains in the butt at the moment. But oh. I'm very, very interested. You've got ducks. Tell me what's been ducks. growing on. Well, so the ducks arrived. When was it? What day is it today? today? Today's Friday. So yesterday we've had them for a week. So they arrived the Thursday before yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are just fabulous. Like they're so much easier to look after than I thought they would be. It's um, quite a surprise. I was envisaging like spending an hour a day out there, like cleaning up after them and making sure they're comfortable and everything. But they're like, they're easier than cats and cats are really easy. So, so far, so good. Yeah. Um, The new cats? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's that. How did you introduce them to their new scenario? So. um, They're covered. (laughs) Yeah, well, I was a little worried about that because when they got dropped off in their little carrier, we sort of showed Stephen, the guy who bred them, the cupboard, which we converted for them. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's great, that's great. He said, it might take you a while to round them up tonight, like see how you go. You might have to like herd them into a corner and pick them up and then carry them to bed. And I was like, oh, God, I don't want to touch them because I'm a bit scared of to herd them all. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, really. Um, <laughs> so I was, like, out in the yard with a broom trying to <laughs> coerce them up into the garage. Which end of the broom were you using? The straw end. Um, okay. Because it's a bit wide. It's like a big hand, I figured, <laughs> to sort of not, not swat at them, of course, but just to, like, mm. put near them so that they'd move in the opposite direction. Um, oh, sure. And, of course, Yes, Usher. That's, I'm ushering the ducks to bed. Um, <laughs> so as I mentioned, our pumpkins are crazy in previous podcasts. So there's plenty of places for them to hide in the backyard, which is lovely for mm. them. I'm not so good for me when I'm trying to put them away and I'm like waist deep in pumpkin vine getting prickled and standing on. Is it quite prickly, aren't they, the pumpkin leaves and vines? Yeah, they sting. They really do. I mean, they're not as bad as like um, cucumber. Cucumber's worse, I find, but. Their pumpkin is a little ouch, um, but they don't seem to mind it. Anyway. So I chased them around the backyard about three times, and then I figured out that I need to put obstacles up to guide them a bit better because they were just going crazy. Um, 
fly, you know, flapping their wings. They can't fly because they've had their wings just clipped, but mm-hmm. they're running around. And then whenever they got separated from each other, they would freak out. Like they were just beside themselves. Like, where is my other duck person? I have no idea where I am. Who is this woman with a broom? Uh, <laughs> um, that was all right. I managed to get them into bed. I had to carry. Um, so, oh, okay. Here's some news. Their names are not mm-hmm. Yvonne and Stephen. Um, what are they? So Travis was too keen to call them Evie and Stevie, and I was too keen to call them Yvonne and Stephen, and we were not going to compromise either way. Um, it's just mm-hmm. not the type of people that we are. So we decided that we would just go for something completely different, and their names are now Philip and Laurelyn. So we've got Phil and Laurie. <laughs> And are you happy to call them Phil and Laurie or do you want to call them Philip and Laurelyn? I'm happy with either, strangely enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This depends if they're in trouble or not. Yeah. Um, do you so, have one one male yeah. and one female or are they both yeah. females? One male and one female. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So first night I had to carry Laurelyn to bed, um, which I think terrified both of us equally. Probably, actually, no, she was probably more afraid than me, but we managed. Um I just I was so scared of crushing her little body. Anyway, I didn't. It was mm. fine. And then um, so that first night went all right. They slept fine. They came out. They didn't eat anything for like three days. It was a bit concerning. Mm. Um, second night took half an hour to put them to bed, and I had to chase Laurelyn over the compost heap, um, like literally just climbing over it with my broom. I would love some footage of this if know, Travis sh- could maybe film it <laughs> or you could set up, set up a camera. I think that would be great, some great content. Yeah. Um, You'd have to let shame. me choose the music that goes yeah. over it. Okay. It's a shame because they're so <laughs> good at going to bed now. Like by the fourth night, they literally were waiting at the garage door to be put away. I was like, who are these ducks? Wow. I thought that would take months to for them to learn. So. They just like put themselves to That's bed amazing. pretty much. I just walk out of my room and go, guys, it's time for bed. And they just sort of waddle into bed as long as I'm not standing in their way. They're not too keen on me. Yeah, they're so easy. Apart from those first two days where I got a bit prickled and composty. Just, you know, these things are great. They're lovable. Wow. So they're really adaptable. Like they know where home is and yeah, they're, they're okay with it. Mm-hmm. They love it. They love their cover. They're like this pumpkin paradise cupboard is my home yeah. yeah so that's been it's been a really nice week watching them get settled in and start eating properly and love their cupboard and yeah, yeah. it's good I'm, I'm loving it that's I'm so loving nice. this you could write yeah. a nursery rhyme yeah yeah you should write right. a nursery rhyme about ducks in a cupboard it's it, I mean it basically writes itself <laughs> oh I'll, I'll get to work on that maybe we can do a recital next episode <laughs> Yeah, all right, all right. I'll see what I can whip up. All right. <laughs> we might yeah. need to have um a while between podcasts, so I have time to get my my nursery rhyme ready. But... Laura's the the resident poet, so um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so... it's for a very select audience, generally. But I mean, they are mainly the friends of the pod are those select audience, so yeah. we could do it. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Um, so what's been growing on in your small farm? Give us an update. Um, so I feel like I'm being punished by the poultry gods for saying that we get three to four eggs a day back in our first episode, which Johnny very 
correctly pointed out, he's like, we do not get three to four eggs a day. He's like, we have had three to four eggs for the last three days, but that's not normal. And basically immediately after I said that, it went down to two and then it went down to one and we have been getting no eggs a day for the last week or so. And that is because everything is going on in our chicken coop at the moment. It is Mm. like just it's a full spectrum of, chicken biology and behavior so the biggest well the first thing that happened was dan stopped laying because she went broody but then she went off the brood but she hadn't started laying again yet anna always only lays every other day anyway but then um gladys started molting and i'll pop a photo on our instagram account but it's not going to be pretty (laughs) because you know, like you see pictures of chickens who like look like they've been abused and they're plucked and they have like no feathers and they're like, yeah. this chicken was in a battery cage and yes. now it's in a... Well, anyway, Gladys looks like that basically. Aww. And it's not... We haven't done anything to her. She just... She's having her first proper molt because I guess she's mm. in her second year and it's quite common for chickens to do a hard molt which is they lose like a lot of their feathers and they look like a roast chicken, but alive. It's not actually that bad. I'm sort of exaggerating, but her butt is, um, is bare. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got then these new feathers poke through and the poor thing, like it must be like babies teething. Like it's this hard spike poking through her skin and she just, she just doesn't seem happy. But there's actually quite a bit of protein content in feathers. And um, and so they don't lay generally when they're molting. Mm. But the other thing you can do, which we've been doing to help them, is try to up the protein. Yeah. So I've been giving her, if I find any worms or whatever, I'm giving them to her. Mm. And um, we bought a can of sardines oh. and gave her a bunch, which she loved. Wow. So that was good so anyway I'm, I'm excited that she's gonna have a beautiful glossy new coat but yeah poor thing is not having a nice time oh, I had no idea um, that chickens could eat yeah. um fish I mean of course they can but like that that was I think what a good idea like sardines yeah and they're getting lots of those beautiful fatty acids and oh mm-hmm. wonderful they're gonna be so smart I mean yes they're not supposed to have a lot of salt so I guess it's important okay. to make sure getting yeah. something that doesn't have salt but mm-hmm. um yeah she had a great time and the other reason we're not getting any eggs is peep who is like basically a child herself mm. she's only like eight months or whatever mm. she's she's gone broody it's mm-hmm. like it's 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 freaking me out it's like i imagine this is what like like she's like a child and she's like i'm gonna have babies and i'm like you're a baby you can't have babies but she she just sat on the nest and I'll, I'll also post a picture on the inter- instagram on the instagram oh god now like my grandma on instagram um, hi grandma hi um we were having a conversation today at work about how you set your hairstyle at 25 and then you have it forever I'm like that's, that's what so my grandma true. did and yeah. yeah i know and i have the same hairstyle that i yeah, chose at 25 me too <laughs> Oh, God. We can, we can talk um, about this in a minute. Yes. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have something to say. This is completely off track, but in my online mom's group, mm. which is very active and we're, we're a very close-knit group of women, we've been talking lately about how Zoom is just, I've um, 
been stereotyping, I guess like starter packing um, the millennials. And one of the tell times, oh. um, I don't know if this is like on the outside of this. The mid part, the side part. Yes. So I didn't, I don't know. I learned, I don't internet outside of my mom's group because I don't have time for that. But so in the mom's group, I'm assuming everyone else is well. Yeah, the middle part and the side part. So everyone in my mom's group is now doing the middle part. And I too have adopted the middle part because I'm not an old woman. But it's um, so it took me a few want- days to get used to. But now I wonder if I'm just like perpetuating the, that they'll be they'll know that I'm a millennial or you know whatever I am I don't know who I am you're you're a millennial <laughs> yeah um because I've got this awkward as middle part mm-hmm. so I have also been hearing about this and I I think I think the reason that we're all reacting quite strongly because it's the middle part and um the other thing is like skinny jeans yeah and then there's a I threw few out other my things. pants yeah well I just bought a pair of skinny jeans and I freaking love them but they're also they're not that skinny and I'm like you know what I also just like these pants and I don't really care if <laughs> they're not fashionable because I also I never care what's fashionable That's like true. it doesn't actually I matter I also have wide leg pants I like a variety of pants yeah but um I like I like skinny jeans for a really pa- practical reason that I ride my bike everywhere and they don't get stuck in the chain like that's important. I'm not giving that up. But the, the, the hair thing. So I, as you can see here, have a widow's peak mm. and a cowlick. And I remember when I was about 14, I always had a mid part, but it wasn't a mid part. It used to be a dog leg because it would go around the widow's mm. peak and then go back. Yeah. And I remember that I changed it to a side part and I was like, oh, this is how my hair sits comfortably. And I, I, I have been trying. I've tried out the the mid part now that that, that it's supposed to be all fashionable, and I don't oh, like it. But anyway, I was gonna say yeah. the reason that yeah, the reason we don't like this is this is the first time our generation has been called old. Yes, mm. it hurts. And I'm actually quite comfortable being a little bit old. I, I'm, I'm not a great young person. I'm not comfortable with it, but it's it's awakened something in me that I didn't know would get so upset. <laughs> Uh, yeah no I'm I'm all right with it and then there was a there's like a particular young person at work who's very trendy and she has a mid part and she was just like oh I don't really think it's that much of a thing like she's like sometimes I part my hair on the side sometimes I part it in the middle and I was like all right good yeah okay she knows where it's at yeah anyway that's um she's like it depends on the hairstyle (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah well so back to um back to chickens. Oh, so Gladys. Pete went broody and, and Pete. Oh. yeah, Paul. But Gladys's Gladys's feels kind of natural. I'm a bit worried that Pete went broody so early, but mm. um we did our special broody chicken thing, vertical. which is we popped her. Yeah, yeah, we have a vertical now. So we popped her in chicken jail. So we put her there for three days, um, where she has no nesting materials. She's still part of the group. Um, and she has food and water, but she's also not inside the cozy coop where it feels all nice and safe. Like it's yeah. mesh. She, it's, it's very safe because it's inside the run mm. and it's an extra layer of safety as well. But mm-hmm. it's, um, it's open ventilation and with a roof though in case it rains. And she's now back. She, we, broke, we broke her broodiness. So hopefully she'll start laying again soon. But it's just, 
it's just kind of crazy. Like we've had a week of real chicken management issues. Sounds like so, a lot yeah. of work that you've been doing to manage this little brood. Gosh, who knew? Yeah. I Probably think we create some of the work as well. Mm. Yeah. Like we could just let them grow broody and not mm. worry about it. Okay. Um, and that would then they would just stay on the nest box. But it it's not like it doesn't seem good for them because they often like they don't really drink and eat. And I yeah. I don't yeah, I just don't think that's very good. Yeah. So it was better this time because normally when we've put Dan in chicken jail, we like check on her more and stuff. And we're like, no, we know it's safe and we know it's good. So we just put peep in there and then yeah. sort of set and forget left her. But mm. yeah. It's, wow. it's been a been a mission. Doesn't sound like I wouldn't call them as easier than cats. It doesn't sound like I mean, keep in mind I'm one week in. So far, they're easier yeah. than cats. Who knows what next week is going to be like? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you were saying that. What? So why do chickens go broody? You're saying that that means they're like ready to make babies. So Peep is like ready to start laying. Is that what that means, or is she well, wanting to hatch out eggs? Yeah, so it's, she's wanting to incubate and hatch out the eggs. Mm. So there's a few theories, I believe, about why chickens lay an egg, like mm. lay eggs so often. Partly it's that they've they've been bred that way by people mm. in like the breeding, but even um, naturally because they're like jungle animals, yeah. they there's this idea that they fed on bamboo and bamboo fruits really irregularly. Yeah, and so there was this thing where like if chickens were laying all the time then there would be chicks hatching all the time and if there wasn't enough food they'd just die Mm. but if there was a lot of food then they would survive and so Mm. they could increase their populations Mm. um and i i don't think that that's like undisputed i think there's like a few different theories um but what happens with just like on a you know keeping chickens basis is that it's usually in their um after they're one like not Mm. after they're two but in that first I guess so their second year they will um go broody and it's often when it's spring and it starts to warm up it's like a good time good time to make a spring chicken um and they they sit on a clutch of eggs and then they just sit there and wait um and they'll incubate them for 28 days like the amount of time it takes to Mm. hatch an egg But the issue is if, like, we don't have a rooster, right? So the eggs are not ever going to be fertilised. So they're wasting their time. So they would just sit there waiting. Yeah. No, they're totally wasting their time. And the other thing is they'll even sit on invisible eggs. So if you take the eggs away, they'll still sit on that nest hoping that um, the little baby chickens will come. And, yeah, and it's it's quite sad. And I guess, like, particularly for me, like, you know, it's like this idea of you're like, you're like, want to have a little baby and then the baby doesn't come and you just stay on the nest and it's so sad and I uh, I can't watch it it's too hard so um yeah you can break them by doing a few things like lowering mm. their temperature taking away nesting materials some people dip them in like buckets of ice water that seems quite hard like our system is quite good <laughs> yeah um mm. and and I don't know maybe one day we'll we'll get some fertilized eggs or you get like day old chicks and then you just switch them out and they'll be like oh my god i got chickens so um yeah that's very do you know if ducks go broody um i don't know if it's called going broody but they definitely like 
No, no, they, they do. I remember this. I remember watching some YouTube video about this. I mean, obviously it hasn't happened to me yet because my ducks are three months old and they've only been here for eight days. But um, so the the females <laughs> will get to a point where they'll just sit on a clutch of eggs and not want to get them for you kind of just have to pick them off. And I think if you take the eggs away, the idea is that they won't go broody. But is that a similar thing that they say for chickens? Like if you take the eggs away, yeah. it stops them from going broody? Or So it's a thing that... Um... So you were saying oh, that um, if you take the eggs away, then that's supposed to prevent them from going broody. But does this happen sometimes? Yes. Like there's nothing you can do. So I think that there's some breeds that are more prone to going broody than others. Mm-hmm. So often when you're, if you are someone who's trying to incubate eggs and hatch chicks, you want to go for certain breeds of chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more likely to go broody. There's also like some chick, like chickens are individuals, right? Like yeah. some go broody, some don't. Yeah, totally. Some do it more than others. Yeah. Um, and so some are probably like quite easy to break. Maybe if you just take away their eggs, they're like, oh, mm. well, no eggs. Um, yeah. And others, like our ones, they yeah. are like, no, no, I will sit on this through thick and thin. I'll sit on nothing. I'll sit anywhere. Um, yeah. So because yeah. even we locked peep because the other thing you can just like close off the nest box and that sometimes works. Oh. But peep just nested right in front of the nest box where it was still quite cozy. So, okay. yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, I wonder whether... Um, you know, because we have this breed because it's dad's um, favorite chicken. Yeah. Maybe there's other breeds that wouldn't wouldn't mm. be so difficult if we expanded our flock in the future. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because I think um, I'm pretty sure like uh, cold ducks are generally all right at hatching out eggs, but we we're looking at mm-hmm. runner ducks lately, and apparently they're just like notoriously bad. Like they will just run away from their clutch of eggs, and it's really mm-hmm. hard. So they're like a perfect incubator eggs. About cold ducks, um, their eggs don't do so well in an incubator, so it's great to have them hatched out under a mother. But well, I guess I'll learn all of this eventually. I'd love to hatch out some eggs of our own one day. Do you think that you'd like to do that as well? Oh, I definitely want to do that. There's um, there's quite a bit of stuff involved, but we mm. made you know when we were making our coop we did make a couple of decisions that meant it would be easier to have chicks in the future. Mm-hmm. So we like the coop, the run is completely enclosed and it's enclosed in um, the Avery mesh. So the, yeah. the gauge of the wire is it's only like Small. two centimeters, like two mm-hmm. centimeter squares. Yeah. So we could have chicks in that coop and they wouldn't be able to get out. Mm-hmm. But like Dan is mean. Right. And I just feel like sometimes, you know, if it, the the bigger chickens might be mean to the little chickens. Yeah. They also need different kinds of food. Mm-hmm. Um, so you often need to have like a whole separate area. But we we could do that. Our run is big enough that we could um, yeah, totally. cage off a bit and yeah, leave it just for little babies. Yeah, you've got heaps of room in there. Yeah, I think that's the same. Like especially with male ducks, you have to take them away from the baby ducklings because any sense of competition, mm. they'll just they actually just kill the ducklings. So. Um, mm. Which is really sad. Nature is brutal. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Um, anyway, so eventually, like maybe in a couple of years, I'd like to hatch up my own. But I'm already thinking about adding more ducks to my flock because um, so the first week of having them, the first day, few days, I was saying that they didn't really eat anything and I was really worried about like how they were settling in. Like 
they jumped in the pond pretty well on the first day, but then wouldn't get out all day. Like they just sat in the pond. Oh. and refused to get out until I went out there with my broom. The second day was very similar. Third day, the same again. I was like, oh God, like I, I was throwing food into the pond for them. So they had some kale and I threw some oats and stuff in. Um, but they weren't like they weren't getting out to eat or anything. And I was like, maybe they need more duck friends. Like, do they feel threatened because there's only the two of them in this big yard? Like they're used to a smaller space. That idea like safety in numbers, maybe we like Travis, let's go get some more ducks right now. <laughs> um yeah. anyway, they settled in eventually. But it would be nice to have more of them. I think that they probably would feel a bit more comfortable if there was more duck activity going on out there. Anyway, would so. you, a duck, so like with chickens, you only mm. need, you have like one rooster and then quite a lot of hens mm. and that that works quite well. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, What what's the deal with ducks? Similar, yeah. So you, you don't want, um, I think, the number is roughly like one drake, which is a male duck, to um, six or seven uh, male ducks because they just are a bit mm-hmm. too aggressive with their mating. So you want to give the girls a bit mm-hmm. of a break. Yeah. Um, so if we do get more. An interesting girls, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. Oh, an interesting thing on um, chicken mating behavior. Oh, yeah. I don't know if, if any of our listeners have chickens and don't know notes, but the um, chickens, sometimes when you walk up behind a chicken, it'll like squat down yeah. and like let you pick it up. And it sort of like goes into this like little squat position. Yeah. And what it is waiting for is for you to have sex with it. <laughs> because like when a rooster comes up behind a chicken, yeah. they like squat down and make like a flat back and then the rooster gets up on there and does his thing. As his business. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it does his business and and like holds down the neck. Yeah. Um, and, and has his way with them. And so when you come up behind them, they like present themselves ready. So interestingly, our chickens don't do that at all, which apparently is kind of weird that they oh. don't want us to have sex with them. I'm quite comfortable with that. Like I like that they see us as a platonic relationship. Yeah. Um, I think of them as housemates. So, you know, that's, that's good. But um, dad always says when he does that, he like gets a jigged and then you like give it a bit of a shake and hold its neck. And then it's like, <laughs> it's quite happy. And it feels like it's, you know, got some action for the for the day so and it's obviously not that it is having sex for fun like they they want to fertilize their eggs so that's why they're happy yeah but um but yeah i was doing good well maybe not yet i don't know maybe they'll maybe they'll start um yeah but yeah it's it's interesting so fun times yeah i think ducks are similar in like that that um, the biting of the back of the neck and stuff like apparently it like oh, I've seen uh, a few things in watching Uncle Stephen's ducks as well male duck it almost looks like it's drowning the female duck because of course they're in the pond a lot of the time as well so it just like holds the back yeah, of the right. neck down under the water it's um you know it's a lot yeah it's yeah but you I mean, just don't in- intervene I guess you could probably tell when to intervene but gosh Luckily, um, well, I mean, they've been doing Phil. it for long enough. True, and uh, the species has survived. So, but the other thing is that Laurel mm. and Phil are brother and sister, so 
where you don't really want them to. I don't think they will actually. But I, they know. They don't know that. They know. Surely they know. We'll find Surely out. Surely they don't know. Surely ducks have no like aversion to incest. Tune in in a year and we'll 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 discuss this. <laughs> like animals are not good like that. Animals are just like I will have sex with lots of things. Get Johnny to fact check that for me. <laughs> all right, all right. Johnny is our uh, Johnny, friend of the pod, friend of the pod, yeah. is our resident fact checker. And unfortunately, he's usually right, such as my we get four eggs a day being really, really wrong. <laughs> Beautiful. Right, well, we'll, we'll we'll clarify that next episode. But I'm pretty sure they know their brother and sister, and they won't get up to any monkey business. So, <laughs> all right. I look forward to you having to uh, retract that statement in a future episode after you've observed them going at it. But yeah. maybe maybe they'll be very um very sensible. No, they're very well, clever. Mm-hmm. They're smart. They're they know their way back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm actually very impressed by that. Yeah, me too. I was amazed. I thought this it would take so much longer. Anyway, I just I'm loving being a duck owner. It's great. Um, it suits you. Yeah, don't I'm glowing. You are glowing. You've expanded your flock. Um, I'm trying to think. I did have something else that I wanted to talk about this episode, but I can't remember it. So if you, while I think about that, if you had anything you wanted to, well, to. I mean, we've covered a lot of ground. We could keep it. Short and sweet. Yeah. And maybe um, yeah. leave it at that. And then we can maybe next episode we should have a guest. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Cool. Do you think we're ready to talk um, coop construction and we can interview Johnny? Yeah, that's a hot topic. Let's do it. Mm. It is a hot topic. Um, and he's the coop construction master. Yeah, I'd love that. All right. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be great. But oh, actually, mm. let's just do a quick update on like because we've talked a lot about our, our ducks and our chickens this episode. But what's been mm. like going on with veggies? Is there anything new at your place? Or um, um I saw you harvested some beautiful well, eggs just... the other day. Oh yeah, I'm sitting in the garden right now, so I'm just looking around. Yeah, the um the fairy tale eggplants have been great. The two little plants really punched above their weight the tiny little plants and they were just covered in eggplants so yeah I remember seeing yours last year looked quite a lot like that yeah I think and the um, fairy tale ones are so pretty so they're like white with the purple streaks all over them aren't they and they're like yeah finger, finger shaped and they're yeah. freaking delicious yeah yep. oh sweet I've got like the yeah, more so that's traditional been a real win. like the big fat like, how are they going good they're not fruiting as much as my one last year actually um because I had the finger style ones last year but they're all right. They're kind of like hidden, as everything else is, beneath the pumpkin vine. The so I can't exactly <laughs> see what's going on. But from, from what I can, like, glimpse, I've got two eggplants of it so far, but it's a bit hard to access. So I might go out and have a look mm. tomorrow morning. Yeah, but my sprouts, they, um, my seeds that I sprouted underneath the kitchen sink are doubled in size now. They're doing really well in their little seed trays. I've planted them out and they're looking good. So I'm happy with that. And I got heaps mm. of those. Little Woolworths seeds, do you know what I'm talking about? When they, like, if you spend so much money, you get the little seed kits from Woolworths. Oh, from Woolworths. Yeah. Yeah, they're always sold out, and I, I don't really go to Woolworths very much, but um, I have seen them, and I it makes me almost want to go to Woolworths. Well, I've, I always get my groceries delivered, um, which is great, and then they tend to just throw in, like, 
way too many of those seed things. But they mostly seem to be like flowers and things this time, less vegetables, which is really good because I, I want more pollinators and stuff in my yard. So I've got some asters and zinnias and things coming up. I have heard some strange things about those seeds, like in all the Facebook groups talking about the Woolworths um, bonnets that they give away, that they're made overseas and the seeds aren't very good quality and should just plant them directly to the soil and things. So it's a bit of an experiment. So I'll see how it goes, I guess. I'm assuming yeah. they'll be the same as any other seed, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, that would be interesting. Not all seeds are equal, obviously, but mm. like most of the time they're, you can get get them to grow. Most of the time they turn into plants. Yeah. Which is what I want. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm in an interesting stage in the garden that all like we've just had such a beautiful summer crop. Um mm. and it's starting to end, I guess, because mm. it is almost the last day of summer. The garden is like, right, March, I'm <laughs> done. Um, March is my favorite month though. And so I'm just thinking. I'm just starting to think ahead of like, okay, when it's time to take a few things out, yeah. um, what what will I put in and what's a good, because what's a good crop? Because obviously in Canberra, um, winter's pretty real. <laughs> like yeah. we get quite a lot of frost and Anzac Day is usually the day where things really shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm I'm wondering if I'm if I'll have enough time if I get some things in now if they'll get a chance to establish before the frost starts coming, yeah. and then um, survive over winter. That's last year I kind of missed that. I put things in a little bit late, and so they nothing took off until it started warming up in late August. Yeah, which is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So can you grow potatoes at your place? You do, right? Oh yes, and in fact. We just harvested a bunch of potatoes um, right. like because they grow over summer mm-hmm. and they were so delicious. I didn't think there was much point growing potatoes because they're so easy to buy. They're quite cheap. They're easy mm. to transport. They're durable. Um, but, oh, my God, they're so delicious. They're like, so they much were, better. Yeah, when you grow them yourself. They're, they're so amazing. much better. And they're so easy to grow. Yeah. Like if you don't dig all of them up, yeah. you've got some ready to go for next year too. Mm-hmm. Love, love growing potatoes, yeah. You guys should totally yeah. try um, some sweet potatoes too next time. They're really easy and, yeah, you know, but they're like a, a nice viney. The leaves are really pretty as well. So that'd be great. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, One fine. thing I'm certain that I want to plant, and I think I want to do a whole bit of it this year, is garlic. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. We had such a good garlic crop because the the Canberra maximum is, maximum is you plant garlic on Anzac Day mm-hmm. um, and then you harvest it at Christmas. Oh. and I planted it and it was just amazing and mm. it also kept away um, some other pests from other things so I think I'm just going to put garlic in between everything I grow because it can keep away things like cabbage moth oh perfect um, which yeah. I have a big problem with here so yeah hmm. that's a good tip maybe I'll try that too Do I'll it. have to look up my little um, calendar for temperate areas but it'll probably be similar nice little update there. excellent Correct. Well, yeah. How about we we leave it at that for this episode? That was that a good chat. Good. Yeah, a nice small farm chat. It was a good small farm chat. We covered a lot of ground. Yeah, beautiful. All right, we'll tell Johnny he's on the hook for next episode. I will. I will. We'll have to organize a time with him. He's high demand. That guy. Oh, busy, busy. <laughs> I know. It's just like constantly fielding interview requests. <laughs>